Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. I owe you an apology. Why? Because we said we were going to start recording like an hour ago. No, we didn't. Oh, like 30 minutes ago. 40. But still, I'm not one to be late to things. Well, you were super late. Today. That was so gay. But still, well, I'm gay, so. Hey, guys, I'm Brian. I'm not late. <laughs> <laughs> and you were listening to Fruit Snacks. Roll it up now. Yeah, because I'm not one to be late to things ever. And I don't like when I'm late because it makes me irritated when people are late. <laughs> but this morning I didn't set an alarm and I was like, oh, I have nothing to do. And then I heard you creeping around the house and I was like, <gasps> I'm late to the studio. So Good thing the studio is two walls away from you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to do my whole morning thing, so I don't care. That's good. Did you poop this morning? I did. Aww. Yeah. Do you take fiber supplements? Nope. You just stay regular? Now I have been. I've been like upping my, um, I guess I'm eating more things with more fiber in them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just eating regularly and getting good sleep. Mm. Eating regularly. I've been like slurring through my words like the way that we used to say L-M-N-O-P. L-M-N-O-P. Isn't that correct? Wait, what was it in the alphabet that everyone used to slur through? I think it was L-M-N-O-P. Yeah. You say it like a word, not as separate letters. L M N O P. Yeah. And I've just been slurring through my words like that lately. So I stay slurring through my words. As you guys probably know on the podcast, I be slurring shit, making words up, <laughs> using the wrong words. Girl, I don't give a fuck about English. Mm. Reparations. Uh, <laughs> Spell it. <laughs> Imagine that wasn't the right word. <laughs> but You're like repercussions. <laughs> Seriously, but that's some shit I say. I go back and edit this. Like the podcast episodes, and I'm like, what the fuck? Is that even the right word? And there's been so many times I use words and I have to like Google it to be like, did I use it in the right context? <laughs> and sometimes no. Sometimes I know, I just don't correct you. No, I know. Because you're like on a roll normally when you use the wrong word. And, and I felt like me cutting you off would would stop that. I know what you mean. Progression. I appreciate that as a yeah. friend. Thank you. Yeah. But also, when I say it, I'm like, nope, that wasn't it, but just keep going. <laughs> And then I'm thinking like, oh, maybe someone won't like hear it. But then as I listen back, I'm like, that's all I hear is <laughs> incorrect English. Mm. But my first language was was broken English. So because my mom, she was trying to assimilate back in Montana. We were the only black and Asian kids. She didn't want us to stand out. So it's she so weird us- to think of you being like exotic somewhere now. Why? Well, because now I feel like I see your representation everywhere. In Do my- you? Yeah. Not necessarily black and Korean, but I feel like well, in like a place mixed. like Montana, that is like such this symbolic form of other than. Yeah. And now you're so normalized in my mind of like seeing representation. See. And so it, it's just hard to think back to a time where seeing you would be like. <gasps> <laughs> which is funny because on the plane, it's still like that, which is weird. On the plane? Yeah. Like when mean? I'm working. Like people, passengers? Yeah. People oh. are always so infatuated with what I am. They can't figure it out. And mm. the ones that are brave enough to ask, they always assume I'm Filipino. Like one lady started speaking Tagalog with me. Uh, and I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And she's like, you don't know Tagalog? What a shame. And I was like, uh, I don't understand why uh, I would want to know Tagalog. <laughs> like I was like, I could learn it, but yeah. 
I was like, what do you think I am? <laughs> She's like, Filipino. I was like, no, I'm Korean and black. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then another person started speaking Spanish who was Hispanic because I was mm-hmm. like working on a flight from Guadalajara. And they were like, you don't speak Spanish? That is so bad. Because, you know, like, that's a very big thing yeah. in, like, Latino c- culture. Like, you should know Spanish. And yeah. I was like, ma'am, I'm not even Hispanic. And they're like, oh, my God. I thought you were. I was like, no. I am always so relieved when people from a different culture th- say things like that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, we're not the only ignorant ones. <laughs> Girl, there is ignorance in every single facet of religion, culture, everything. So... That's why when these stereotypes happen, I'm like, nope, that exists everywhere. <laughs> like when people are like, black people are ghetto. I'm like, yeah, some are ghetto, but there are a lot of ghetto white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of ghetto Asians. Yeah. So. I was, speaking of the word ghetto, I was thinking yesterday, you know the area of Long Beach that, I, at least I used to call it the gay ghetto? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? The gayborhood, yeah. Yeah. That's where I used to live. Is that a bad thing to say? The gay ghetto? I think ghetto is starting to become a little bit loaded as a term. Oh, in a bad way you're saying? Yeah, in a bad way, mm-hmm. because I feel like usually when people use the word or term ghetto, it's towards black people. Yeah. Typically. And yeah. so I think the connection between that kind of like makes it feel like you're calling it like, oh, that's black. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. When realistically ghetto was for Jewish people. Well, I was going to say that's my first recollection yeah. of the word is reading about it within Holocaust context. Right. Of confining Jewish people to the, the Jewish ghettos. Right. But me saying this, I think it's like from my experience, not like saying this is how everyone yeah, feels. Yeah. But because I am black, when I usually hear the term ghetto, I don't think Jewish because mm-hmm. people aren't saying it in right. like the Jewish way. Well, and that's the thing when I... When I used to call it the gay ghetto, I would refer to it as the gay ghetto, trying to convey the point that it's a subsection of gay culture within Long Beach, mm-hmm. where it's not the bougiest place to live in Long Beach, but it's like our place to live in right. Long Beach. Yeah. No, Almost I think, like ownership over it. I think what you're saying is true. Like yeah. it is gay. The neighborhood's gay. And it's not necessarily ghetto. I wouldn't say ghetto, but like broke down, like yeah. low income. one person like one bedroom apartments but there's like 50 people in it there's no parking (laughs) (laughs) so Mm. i mean that that, those words make sense but i think because that's like being like that's the gay nigga neighborhood do you exactly do you know what i mean i don't know if ghetto is i know that ghetto is not to the point of like the n-word but Mm -hmm. i feel like ghetto is starting to creep into the vernacular and i guess it depends who you're who's using it right yeah like you as a white person saying oh that's ghetto has a different mm-hmm. connotation of us being like oh yeah i live in the ghetto well that's why i was wondering if using it as like a gay ghetto where i'm talking about the community which with which i identify if yeah. that would be like a negative thing. yeah yeah but i don't know i don't know either yeah. me personally I like the gayborhood too that works gayborhood's cute yeah like if you were to say gay ghetto or ghetto or that's something that's ghetto I personally wouldn't care. Mm. I'm just saying in current climate, I've heard people saying it's offensive now. But again, I can't keep up with cancel culture. Well, so when you I have say, no clue. Yeah. When you say it in that context, though, if I were to be like, oh, that's ghetto, mm-hmm. that would make me feel like a prissy white girl mm-hmm. appropriating a culture that's run down. Mm-hmm. And that would feel very uh, appropriate, mm-hmm. uh, appropriating mm-hmm. to me. Well, you know how like when um, now basic became like the... The, the white version of yes. that. Yeah. And now I feel like when people are like, oh, that's so basic, people are like, oh, that's white. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or yeah. the sense of like, oh, that's bland or how vanilla. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden being white is not cool. Yeah. Especially in pop culture. Yeah. You see how it could be a little bit offensive, right? Where you're like, if you say, oh, that's so basic, 
it, people ain't gonna bat an eye because that's like me saying the n-word yeah but then if i was like ugh, that's basic coming from a person who's not part of that mm. then it you makes it seem basic. like i'm well i'm no not white <laughs> I'm kidding yeah, I know. <laughs> not white yeah that's like where i think people would be like well what are you trying to ensue mm. ensue nope imply insinuate insinuate imply see <laughs> look look i'm learning i'm learning bitch <laughs> Wasn't Sue the name of the T-Rex that they had in a museum somewhere? Sue? Sue. I don't know, but that's funny if yeah. it is. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a T-Rex. <laughs> I want to say in, like, a natural museum, his, like, whatever. That is so funny. Yeah. You know, as you're speaking right now, I only know this because I, like, go back, like I said, and edit the podcast, and I always have to take out the ums, or I yeah. say like I've said all it the once, fucking and I've been, time. I've been trying so hard not to say um, but then I just pause for a long time because I don't I know was, what else to say. Yeah, let me speak like you right now. Tell me something that you want me to talk about. Peanut butter and jelly. Okay. So I was, um, so there's one, right? <laughs> you say, um, but let me take the ums out since we're trying to take those out. You you're, you go like this. You take a deep breath and you say, so I was in the kitchen and I was <laughs> looking for the peanut butter and the jelly was like right there. So I'm basically Obama. (laughs) Obama's a drawn out, gives you time to think about what he's saying. When I edit these episodes, I take out probably a good six minutes of just. Mm. (sighs) (laughs) But then I speak so fast. I I try to be in September. Shut the fuck up. I try to speak fast so it's quicker. Like the the pace of it, the energy is a little bit quicker. But then I say like so much Mm. that I can't get it because. It's harder to get out. Yes. And I'm like, fuck. Look at us telling you all our secrets, but whatever. Tell me what you've been going through this week real quick <laughs> as we're running out of time for this segment. Mm, not much. I have been sending out... <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> I've been sending out letters to people that would be higher up at the companies that I've been sending in applications to because mm-hmm. I want there to be more of a personal connection with my name. And it sucks because it's the end of the year and I'm just in that limbo where people aren't jumping at the opportunity to hire anybody right now because they're all focused on getting through the end of year goals kind Mm -hmm, of thing and mm -hmm. wrapping up business. So it sucks to be in this like limbo place, but they're hiring like their online website says hiring for these roles. And I'm like, you're not only hiring for this role that I'm applying to, but like multiple roles. So Mm -hmm. I just wish companies would take that down, but I guess that's just more work. Right. Yeah. When I applied for that spirit leader position that oh, I yeah. mentioned, haven't heard back. I think the posting is still up, so I don't know if they've actually hired anyone. But, mm. like, realistically, who are these cheerleaders cheering for? For real. For <laughs> the real. spirit team, who are they going to dance for? Because yeah. you can't, you know, there's no games or anything. So I think yeah. that's part of all of it. But mm. who the fuck knows? It's crazy how fast this year went, though. I'm glad it's over or mm-hmm. ending. I say that now, but we were upset that 2019 was like not our year. And everyone's like, 2020 is our year. And then 2020 <laughs> was not our year. Mm-hmm. That was my ass. I was like, oh, tw- I have a good feeling about 2020, which which is ironic because I still have a really good feeling about 2020. I like a little bit of like unrest mm. in my life because it makes me feel like I have something to work towards. Yeah. So that was nice. But yeah, nothing happened for me this year that I... I shouldn't say that. That's really not being grateful. I think a lot of stuff has happened for me this year. Mm. Oh, which speaking of, my mom sent me a text last night that Starbucks is offering free coffees again to frontline workers. Yeah, someone flight just attendants told me that. Included. I didn't know that flight attendants could. Yeah, we were able to back when I was flying earlier Oh, really? This year. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's just for a tall hot coffee or iced coffee. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
but but i have coffee at home i don't need to spend money mm-hmm. but they are offering it to i mean a plethora of frontline workers you just go in and say that you are well yeah i'm about to be in the front of that line she said tell your friends and i was thinking of everybody and i was like literally only maybe one or two people i could tell because everybody else is not working or <laughs> unemployed you know. or yeah. fired or mm-hmm. all right well I'm, I'm about to go get a cup of coffee at starbucks <laughs> Every time I want to start talking, I can feel myself take the deep breath. I feel like I'm out of breath for no reason right now. Do you have anxiety? Yeah. Because that was a thing that I saw where if you do do that, it's a sign of anxiety. Uh-huh. Like it's like... A... Yeah, I can feel anxiety in my chest right now. Because they, they say that you don't ever take a deep breath. So before you talk, you're mm. always like... <laughs> yeah. You know? Because even right now, when you cued me in, I could feel myself go to take the deep breath because I felt like I was out of breath. And I couldn't start talking yeah. yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> see how out of breath I was <laughs> to go in deep on that. She's gasping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> so uh, Russell actually recommended this week's topic, and it's it's a good one to talk about <clears throat> because I think that we've started to pull attention away from these stories, and not so much pull away, but we've started to. Uh, get over these stories quickly because it feels like it's happening more. But I think that it's so important to talk about more in like a celebratory way. So this week we're talking about the coming out of Elliot Page, formerly known as actress Ellen Page, now actor Elliot. And some of the things that this person has been in, he goes by he now? He. Uh, He and them. Okay. Are their pronouns. Okay. Yeah. He was in Juno. Mm-hmm. What else has he been in? Umbrella Academy. I can look up what, what No, he's that's been okay. In. Like Juno, I think, is a major one that people can connect with. Well, that was his breakout role mm-hmm. was uh was Juno, mm. which he was Oscar nominated for. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And I only bring that up because I want to use that as a point later yep. in the in the discussion. Oh, Inception. Oh yeah, Inception. X-Men. X-Men, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Umbrella Academy, Tales of the City on Netflix. Yeah. So he's been in a lot and a lot of big roles or mm-hmm. big, big movies rather. We wanted to talk, well, what I wanted to talk about more so was sort of the conversation that comes with people coming out as trans nowadays, where I feel like for you and I, we we tend to move on quickly from news like this because it's exciting and we're happy that these people have come out, but it doesn't do anything to our lives. So we just move on. And we, I don't mean that in a, in a, in a non-caring way. way. Yeah. But just yeah. like, it's so part of life that like, yeah, yeah, cool. It's like, Oh, you just bought a house. You just had a kid. You mm-hmm. got married. Wow. You had a major life moment. Great. I'm happy for yeah. you, but it doesn't affect us. Yeah, Like apply for new insurance. That's great for you. <laughs> you know, cause you know, like you need a big life moment to get new insurance. Exactly. Or yeah. Um, so I'm going to read Elliot's statement which is going to take a second, just bear with me, but there's a lot of important things within this statement. Okay. So it says, Hi friends, I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he, they, and my name is Elliot. I feel lucky to be writing this, to be here, to have arrived at this place in my life. I feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. 
I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, and ceaselessly working to make this world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society. I also ask for patience. My joy is real, but is it is also fragile. The truth is, despite feeling profoundly happy right now and knowing how much privilege I carry, I am also scared. I'm scared of invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and of violence. To be clear, I am not trying to dampen a moment that is a joyous one that I celebrate, but I want to address the full picture. The statistics are staggering. The discrimination towards trans people is rife, insidious, and cruel, resulting in horrific consequences. In 2020 alone, it has been reported that at least 40 transgender people have been murdered, the majority of which were Black and Latina trans women. Latinx trans women? I'm not sure how to pronounce that properly. Just Latinx is correct. Latinx, okay. To the political leaders who work to criminalize trans healthcare and deny our rights to exist, and to all those with a massive platform who continue to spew hostility towards the trans community, you have blood on your hands. You unleash a fury of vile and demeaning rage that lands on the shoulders of the trans community, a community in which 40% of trans adult adults report attempting suicide. Enough is enough. You aren't being canceled. You are hurting people. I am one of these people, and we won't be silent in the face of your attacks. I love that I am trans, and I love that I am queer. And the more I hold myself close and fully embrace who I am, the more I dream, the more my heart grows, and the more I thrive. To all trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence every day, I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. Thank you for reading this. All of my love, Elliot. Hmm. So the first thing that I wanted to point out is what was quoted in there that this year alone, 40 trans people have been murdered, Mm -hmm. most of which are trans women of color. Mm -hmm. And I bring that up because although for us coming out as trans is more normalized Mm -hmm. than it is in majority of society, there's still a very real danger that's that comes with the process of coming out whether it's trans or gay or lesbian whatever that coming out is Mm -hmm. there's still this association of consequence that we often forget about in our day-to-day i'm comfortable with who i am i've found myself kind of life and so i just wanted to bring out uh laverne cox actually went live on instagram recently because she was attacked in a park in los angeles recently mm -hmm, like maybe a couple weeks ago and she wasn't in a physical altercation but her friend who was with her who was sticking up for her got beaten by this guy who tried who tried inquiring about whether or not laverne cox was a man or a woman Mm. and her friend was like you know like what does it matter right and laverne went on live about it and the one thing that i'll denote is And this is nothing to do with her presentation as trans, but just as a person and the way that she expresses herself, I don't always personally connect with Laverne Cox, but that doesn't mean that I don't support her. That doesn't mean that I don't feel the pain that she feels in knowing what it feels like to be called out on the street for being other than the person who's Mm -hmm. calling you out. And so the importance of somebody like Elliot coming out is that there are people who can relate to somebody like Elliot, maybe more so than they can someone like Laverne Cox, right? Where Laverne was introduced as a trans person, I feel like on Orange is the New Black, that mm-hmm. was her storyline. 
Elliot has been known as Ellen Page for so long in the public eye that people came to know him as that person. So this story allows for them to maybe connect to a trans person the way that they didn't before because mm-hmm. they didn't know the people before, you know, other mm-hmm. than the big storyline around Caitlyn Jenner when mm-hmm. that was when that was in the media. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to point out that this is still a very real reality, whether you're famous or not, for the trans community. And I just want to say that as a gay man, it is, or as gay men, it is our responsibility to speak out on these types of issues because we are included in what I just recently heard referred to as the alphabet mafia. <laughs> Cute. And I do like it. Somebody was uh, on TikTok and they were like, I know I shouldn't be eating Chick-fil-A because I'm part of the alphabet mafia. And someone was like, wait, 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 the alphabet mafia. And I, like I was that. like, wait, I really like that. Yeah. Cause now we say LGBTQIA plus because there's so many letters. I'm like, just call us the alphabet mafia, but we are included in the same community. And that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Is the importance that we need to take in the responsibility of protecting our brothers and sisters. When you say that 40 trans people have died in the past year from murder, were they all trans women? No. No? But the majority are trans women of color. So some of them were women transitioning to be men. They got murdered too? Correct. Okay. From my understanding. And do you know if all the murders happened from men? I don't know. No? Mm-mm. Because I just, from my understanding, and again, this is not research-based. This is just from what I feel like I've experienced being a more effeminate male. But I feel like a lot of men get aggressive when quote-unquote their masculinity is threatened whatever the fuck that means that like someone existing who's man presenting in a feminine way Mm -hmm. makes someone else angry enough to like physically harm them i i don't understand why people feel the need to kill someone i know could you imagine feeling that much anger or like if you feel the need to eradicate some sort of energy that you do not like from your life Mm -hmm. just walk away Mm -hmm. or just don't be a part of it you know right. there's been so many toxic things in my life that felt toxic that might not have been toxic to someone else but i don't feel the need to end it mm-hmm. maybe end it from my own reality by walking away or just filtering things outside of my life so that yeah. that mess isn't there but i would never be like you shouldn't exist yeah you shouldn't exist in my life but that doesn't mean i need to kill you mm-hmm. so you don't exist at all yeah that will never make sense to me well and the the consequence of it all aside the moment people start finding out that there is a difference to what they've become normalized to or or conditioned to just see on a daily basis, they start to feel the need to categorize stuff. And mm-hmm. I do it as well. But when it involves people's personal lives, I, I just don't understand the, the need to press for these answers to questions that people suddenly have especially within the trans community when it comes to their physical bodies Mm -hmm. in terms of knowing what surgeries will happen and this and that and i think that is a much bigger conversation on how we've been conditioned to sexualize the human body and i think that that has drawn an attention to well how is their body suddenly going to change based on this decision but all of that aside the reason i bring this up is Emma Portner, who's Elliot's wife, Mm -hmm. I just searched her Instagram page and I could not find it. But I do know that she was posting on Instagram even after Elliot made this announcement. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure the reasoning as to why the Instagram page is gone. But I could assume that it has to do with the privacy and or the attacks of people kind of poking in on their personal business. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. this was her statement when, when Elliot first came out. 
I'm so proud of Elliot Page. Trans, queer, and non-binary people are a gift to this world. I also ask for patience and privacy, but that you join me in the fervent support of trans life every single day. Elliot's existence is a gift in and of itself. Shine on, sweet E. Love you so much. One of the things that came up after Elliot's coming out was, well, if Elliot was a lesbian woman before coming out, what does that make their marriage now? A straight marriage, heterosexual, realistically. Right. Why does it matter, though? Is, uh, like, again, that that feeds the need to categorize something. They're asking for patience because this might be something that they're figuring out for themselves, mm-hmm. where they could have said before Elliot's coming out, this is what we want to do, and this is the, the direction we want to go. Mm-hmm. And in dealing with, like, backlash and or support, maybe have, like, changed their minds and... Or maybe they just don't want to share at all, you know? But regardless, the public instantly sort of jumps in on this, well, I want to be a part of the conversation as if we have any right to. Well, I think the part is, is that it's unfamiliar. So, of course, people Mm -hmm. are going to be curious. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it's a problem to try to understand something that's outside of your reality or your realm. Mm -hmm. But I think what the difference is, the the manner of which you go about it. Right. Like, yeah, I think... That's probably the better the better point to bring attention to. Like, <clears throat> I think it's fair to be like, wait, okay, so are they straight relationship? How mm-hmm. does that work? Blah, blah, blah. Because realistically, like, you're just trying to make sense of it. And unfortunately, sure. you can only use the words that are created in this time and moment to mm-hmm. help identify what's going on. Yep. And sometimes it might feel a little bit like you're putting something in a box. Because, yeah, for them... As you can see, it's so fluid and it's so new that it's hard to be like, well, yeah, we're in a heterosexual relationship when maybe as a lesbian for Elliot's wife, mm-hmm. she didn't feel the need to be dating a man. But now if if Elliot is identified as a man, they're like, well, wait, I didn't sign up to be in mm-hmm. a straight relationship. Like I like a man. Right. Sure. And that's the same thing with me, where if I was dating another guy and he was like, I want to transition to be a woman. I would have to have that conversation with myself to be like, well, I never really wanted to date a woman, which is why sure. I'm gay. But if I love this person enough, I think mm-hmm. I would be up to being like, yeah, let's see where this goes. And I'm fine dating this new being again. Right. Sure. Because realistically, that's what's happening is you're dating this new person because a person that you did, you did know they're the same person, right. but the aesthetic and the appearance and how you approach them and the situation, that dynamic does change. And the death of that person, you kind of have to, realize that it is a death of that person Mm -hmm. and this is now a new person a better person a more authentic person but it could be the person Mm -hmm. that you didn't sign up for which is completely fair true just because like yeah you have to accept them but that doesn't mean you have to be with them in that sense and that's only like a deep relationship sense right Mm -hmm. so it makes sense but i think it's fine for people to be curious and be like what is going on yeah no you're right but i think well before you continue but i think it is a little bit inappropriate when you're doing it in a malice intent. And I think mm-hmm. as a listener, you know exactly what that sounds yeah. like and what that feels like, well, the can, energy behind that. I can give you an example. So in doing like a little bit of background research on this topic before talking about it, I I just searched Elliot Page on YouTube mm-hmm. and there was a video that came up by Ben Shapiro. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know who he is. He's like a Candace Owens kind of character, isn't it? Kind of, like yeah. a Tommy Lauren. Yeah, yeah, just like a very conservative, outspoken, kind yeah. of like ruffle your feathers mm-hmm. perspective, a his, commentator. Yeah, yeah, his Wikipedia says uh, he's an American conservative political commentator, mm-hmm. media host, and attorney. So his, I watched his video because I was like, let me see if there is 
like negativity coming from like quote unquote the other side and the argument that he kept making through it that i really had troubles with was he kept trying to say that trans people make the argument that men and women are the same but what i think he was sort of twisting the words of is that men and women are equal i don't think that i've ever heard anybody on either side say men and women are the same mm-hmm like he basically started to break down the definition of their marriage and and sort of their identity of of their mm-hmm. marriage but he kept trying to use the word normal and how normal plays into this new identity and how it you know affects the identity but but then he kept saying although Elliot Page will forever be a woman Elliot will always be a woman and there's so much wrong with those statements coming from somebody like him but he has almost three million subscribers so Mm -hmm. this kind of rhetoric is gaining traction Mm -hmm. you know like there's interest in this dialogue but i just wanted to point out that there is a huge difference between being the same and being equal and fighting for equal rights because i don't think that any of us are saying as a gay man, I've never said, I'm the, sh- I'm the same as a straight guy. Mm-hmm. I'm very different from a straight guy in the way that we present ourselves and our interests and so many other things. But that doesn't mean that I believe that we're not equal for mm-hmm. any reason. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger fight here. Mm-hmm. So when he says that trans and the idea of normal and mm-hmm. what's normal, I do believe he thinks that it's not normal, right? Yeah. And all his followers probably think it's not normal because mm-hmm. what's normal is just things that are familiar, Mm-hmm. So to say one thing is normal doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I can get behind saying, yeah, being trans is not normal, which I agree. Not because I think it's some like odd commodity or like you're disgusting. There's no judgment, but it isn't normal because not a lot of people go through that journey. Right. But I think. So maybe normal's not the word to use then. But I think that's the problem is that Elliot Page's wife and how people want to define their relationship this isn't normal, so we have to mm. find new ways to talk about it. Just like Ben Shapiro, this probably isn't normal for him. So for him to say what is quote-unquote normal, not normal, in his reality, this probably isn't normal. But that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. And I think that's the problem with what he spews out, is that there's that judgment of what's right or wrong, what what should exist, what shouldn't exist. And in his reality, he's saying this shouldn't exist. But in reality, whether he wants to or not, it does exist. Right. So there's no reason to fight it, right? Well, and that's the thing is he tries to, in his video puts this attack on quote unquote the left wing media and how they try to shove down everybody's throats that you can't ever again refer to Elliot as Ellen without being discriminatory. And it's just this idea that why not just refer to this person as Elliot? Like they're asking to, because he said, he goes on to say like anybody has the right to change their name. Anybody can do that legally, Mm -hmm. but to change your sex and or your gender is is what you can't be doing. Like, again, this is where I feel like there's a big divide between me and this, like, representation of an other side, where even if I didn't understand somebody else's normal, I wouldn't feel the need to impose my own sense of normality on theirs. Well, wouldn't you wouldn't you argue that that is what you're doing by saying, like, what how you're feeling about his opinion? I'm imposing somebody else's normal. Yeah, but I mean, like, he could have that same argument towards you. And of course, I'm not saying this because I'm saying what you're saying is wrong, but I'm literally playing devil's advocate and maybe trying to come from a more compassionate lens where, yeah, he doesn't understand what's going on, which is fair because I think he doesn't experience what 
the left, quote unquote, the progressives think or th- experience on a day to day. Because for mm-hmm. us, majority of the time, we live in a bigger city. We do come in contact with a lot more views and opinions mm-hmm. and ideas. And someone who is conservative usually lives in a smaller town where things like this, whether they exist or not, are not spoken about. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it seems like it doesn't exist or it's not yeah. in your reality, but it is. It's just people like you. Ben Shapiro Mm -hmm. are so boisterous about a negative way of thinking about it that people who probably are in your life who you're speaking about don't come to you because they realize they're not accepted, Mm -hmm. right? The other issue that I take here, and I want to say this before I forget it, my my issue with somebody like Ben Shapiro is never once do I hear somebody like him say, I also denounce the murder of the trans community. Well, because that's never part of the argument. Because I think well, because I don't think he feels bad that these people are dying. Right, and that's where that divide is going to forever be cemented, is like, if you can't accept the value of a human life, whether that person presents as a male or female or anything between, the fact that you're okay with the murdering of a life is not normal, in, and it shouldn't be normal in any sense of the word. Right. Like, that's not acceptable. But you see how you have a judgment on that, where his view... On murder? Yeah, which I agree. I don't think... I think murder is a very point-blank idea of like no that's not right but for him in his reality he might think oh yeah that person deserved to die because everything that's telling him is like yeah let's get these freaks out of here so that my reality matches what i want right but with that said it's like you don't have to agree that's what we're saying right like you Mm -hmm. don't have to agree with trans people but they do exist so just Mm -hmm. like let them be and it's the same thing where it's like ben shapiro isn't going out murdering people Uh uh-huh but his idea of like this shouldn't exist, you should be okay with it whether you like it or not. It's like, okay, I think the difference is that him saying that or insinuating that I don't care that these people are murdering is allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. And you can say the same thing about trans people being like, yeah, by you saying whatever, it's allowing it to happen. But again, I think a little bit of the argument ha- has both sides of the coin. Me saying this isn't sticking up for Ben Shapiro, it is not sticking up for trans lives mm-hmm. that are being murdered. But I'm just saying from a compassionate lens, like Ben Shapiro, let me say it on record. I do not agree with what he's saying. I do not agree with majority of what that side, not that it's really sides, but if you take base in that camp, I don't necessarily agree with how you view life. Because to me, it seems like a little bit like egocentric and like what I know is exactly what it is. But Mm -hmm. then aren't we all a little bit like that? And that's where I'm coming from where I'm like, yeah, a little bit. All of us are kind of like that where we don't know until we know. And I think he just doesn't know because he hasn't experienced it. Because I know when I first heard about trans stuff, I didn't have a judgment of like, that's disgusting or that's weird. But it was like, oh, I this is was foreign. Exactly. And I was like, wait, how does that even work? Why would someone mm-hmm. want to do that? And I've had similar thoughts, but I don't think it comes from a place of like disgust or yeah. a place from like, no, that shouldn't exist. It's just from a place of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between someone who's me because I come from a place of not normal, right? Being gay mm-hmm. or being black or being Asian. But someone like a Ben Shapiro and his his camp, they probably don't have to look outside of who they are as people because there's probably a lot of things that tell them they're okay. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think they're wrong for questioning these questions, but the judgment or the energy behind it doesn't feel right. And that's, no. that's the problem. And I agree. But I also feel like if you're going to have these conversations – you shouldn't meet it with anger because that's going to go nowhere and be like, and this is not you, but I just mean in general, like, yeah, we don't, I don't feel like if 
if they're putting out all this stuff, yeah, I can understand why people don't want to meet him with compassion because mm-hmm. they're like, no, you're spewing out hatred, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you meet hatred with hatred, there's nowhere to go other than backwards mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And it's like, as difficult as it might be to be like, yeah, I can kind of see where you're going. I think you can, right? Like you can see why he feels the way he does. That doesn't mean you're saying it's right. It doesn't mean that you're agreeing with it, but mm-hmm. you saying it, I'm like, yeah. But I also think that something that starts to play into this conversation is he starts to build this rhetoric knowing that it's now a business for him. Right. Like Tucker Carlson. hmm has gone on record saying, I know that a lot of what I say is like, n- not nonsense, but along that line where it's just like, so over the top. But he's like, but I do that because that's giving my viewers what they want. Mm-hmm. But the viewer, the the disconnect there is Tucker Carlson knows the truth behind what he's saying. His viewers don't. Right. And so they're just taking him being a Fox News anchor as being the truth. But can't you say that with all media, though? Well, media in general, yes. Like the people who create media know that it's fake, right? Like reality TV or the Kardashians or whatever. But the viewers are like, oh, no, this is real. These people look like this naturally. Mm -hmm. So if I just buy this lipstick, I can look like a Kardashian. Or if I just like drink this tea, I will be fit like a Kardashian. So I think everyone's doing it in the same realm. It's Mm -hmm. like our responsibility as viewers to know better. And that's the problem is that like me questioning Ben Shapiro... There's, I don't think there's anyone in media where I'm like, oh, everyone, everything they say is fact. Even Obama or Michelle, I majority of the time agree with what they're saying, but there's times where I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, and in my reality, that doesn't exist, but that's something that I should look into to see if there's truth behind that. Or even like AOC, right? Where I like love AOC and she's super left, super Bernie Sanders, super progressive. But there's stuff that she says where I'm like, well, I more agree with that, but I'm still going to question it. And it's not like I'm filtered with me. Like everything this person says is fact and true. Mm -hmm. That's the responsibility of an American citizen to understand what they're saying is opinion, not fact. And I don't think that that happens all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Same thing as representation matters. Where like, if you don't see it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yep. It's just you got to find where you exist at this point. But again, mm-hmm. I think this comes from a lens that I didn't see myself exist in this world. So I created an existence for myself mm-hmm. and like forged a path. But again, I'm privileged enough to do that, right? Yeah. We should go back to the trans topic though. Yeah, yeah. No, so... <laughs> but real quick before go you go, because I wanted to say this. But I think the problem with people in trans is that like... When we talk about trans people, mm-hmm. we it's hard for us to separate the identity with the sex. And that's the problem is because yes. so many people growing up tie their physicality to who they are as people. And that's mm-hmm. why people always are curious about, oh, well, are you going to have top surgery, bottom surgery? Uh-huh. What does that look like? Yeah. So I don't blame them for being curious. But then also you got to realize as people who are starting to ask those questions – one, that is offensive because if someone came up to me like, what does your dick look like? Mm-hmm. Or what does your pussy look like? Or how yeah. big is your dick? You see how offensive that is? And yeah. literally that's what you're doing to these people is being like, well, what does it look like down there? Mm-hmm. Are you cutting your titties off or whatever? Again, I would never approach it like that, but yeah. I've heard this kind of speech, right? Yeah. And one, that shows you how offensive it is. That would be like so wrong if someone came up to you and asked mm-hmm. those questions. But then also too, I think for them – 
their sexuality was hit or not hidden, but their sexuality was reinforced with the genitalia that they have. Yeah. And that's to argue that your genitalia is biology and your gender is something that's more in your head, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you match up with your gender. When I say you, I just mean this yeah. like hypothetical person where you have a penis, you naturally identify as a male. Mm-hmm. So you think those go together, mm-hmm. right? My penis, I'm a man. But with someone who doesn't necessarily have those same connections, that's why gender is different. And I think that's why it's hard for people to realize, like, yeah, this could exist. Because, again, just because it doesn't exist in your world doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And because I've questioned my own sexuality based off of my gender, because I'm like, I have a penis, but I shouldn't be liking penises. That's when I knew there was a difference between my physicalness of being a boy with a penis Mm -hmm. as Brian where I'm like, okay, what what do I exist as far as who I want to be yeah. and see myself forward, right? And I actually see myself more as a woman when I think of like myself, but that doesn't that doesn't make me trans, right? right? That's just paying homage to the feminine qualities that I have, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I usually find women characters in fictional books mm. as well as life, right? Like I like Michelle Obama. I like, who else? AOC. Mm -hmm. I like Storm from (laughs) X-Men. Miss Peach is that bitch. Daisy's cute too from Mario. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like I see myself in those characters because I think it's a deeper sense for me. And that's where I'm like, because I had that question between the two, it's easy for us to decipher sex. Biological sex is different Mm -hmm. than gender, but someone who never had to question that would never get that naturally. So I understand why they struggle with it, but it's your job if you're struggling with it to understand it rather than spewing out hatred. Yeah. Well, it's your job to understand that it's your struggle, not theirs. Exactly. And like, yes, maybe that's your existence and that's what makes sense to you. But just because it makes sense to you on how you decide who you are, that doesn't mean that's everyone's story or journey. And you need to respect that. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's where I feel like the disconnect is. And I understand why you wouldn't respect it because you probably haven't been put in these situations to have to question it. But these are things that are worth questioning because realistically, you probably will find out more about yourself than anything about them or Mm -hmm. you spewing out about them, you know? That, that's it. Let me get off my soapbox. <laughs> well, so the other aspect to all of this that I wanted to bring up and talk about, my interest peaked in it when I saw Kristen Stewart in an interview with Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of reading up on Kristen Stewart after because I was like, I don't really know a lot about her. I know a lot of people don't like her, but I wanted to just like learn more. And she was quoted in an interview talking about how it's a slippery slope to talk about straight person not being allowed to or straight identifying person not to be allowed to play like a lesbian character and Kristen Stewart's argument is I'm not saying that it should be done but I'm also saying that it's slippery because that would then go to say that I could never play a straight character again which she has like she was most well known for her her straight presenting character in uh Twilight Mm -hmm. the reason that I wanted to bring this up is Elliot Page is currently starring in Umbrella Academy, which is a fictional show. It's very like superhero-y mm-hmm. on Netflix now, and they're starting to film the third season in February. In the first season, Elliot played a seemingly cisgender white woman who presented as straight. In the second season, still played a cisgender white woman who then explored her sexuality and started dating like a woman. And now since coming out, people have speculated how is he going to play in the third season? Because within the storyline and the context of what was written in these stories before it became a series, there was never talk of this person becoming trans necessarily. Mm -hmm. 
But I do want to say that overall, Netflix came out instantly in support, changed all of Elliot's credits to Elliot Page, and put up a, a statement on, on social media that said, so proud of our superhero, in all capital letters, we love you, Elliot. Can't wait to see you return in season three. Mm. So now there's this issue that people have with Elliot now playing a woman's character because they're so used to the left side saying, well, straight people can't play trans people or, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And that's, it's a big conversation because I think where that argument comes from, at least in my own understanding of it, is there are plenty of real life trans actors that could play these roles, trans roles, right? Where Scarlett Johansson and Halle Berry were slated to play these trans roles and then later dropped out of the projects because there was so much backlash when people were like, you have real life trans people that could be in these roles. The argument being that maybe these trans people don't have the acting abilities that someone like Scarlett Johansson or Mm -hmm. Halle Berry have, but I think it's because those opportunities are so scarce that they haven't been given the chance to explore their acting abilities and to build those talents. So what do you think about say like season three of, of Elliot page and, and how that sort of transpires. I think if Elliot page plays a woman in season three and it makes sense and it doesn't feel like it changes the story. And you're like, every time she, he comes on stage or on screen, you're like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Is, is that a man playing a woman? I don't think it should matter as yeah. long as it fits the storyline and the acting is exactly what needs to be happening. It doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. but I will say Let's let's take it out of like gender or sexuality and put it in something that's more a little bit contextualized. Like say someone who's in a wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who's paralyzed from the waist down is an actor. And someone who is fully able and not handicapped in any way plays an actor or a storyline that it is someone in a wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. Now, everyone who is acting in a wheelchair, that, that role was written for them to act in because... Mm-hmm. It matches who they are as a person. But then now think of someone who else who's like, say, Chris Hemsworth in Thor. Mm -hmm. The person in the wheelchair who's naturally and lives his life in a wheelchair will never be able to have the opportunity to play Thor because that doesn't match that Mm storyline. And that's the problem is that now if you put an eight, say, Chris Hemsworth in an acting role where he's in a wheelchair, now he plays Thor and the one role that someone else would get. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is that, yes, like could, could either player do the the role justice, yes, but you're taking out an entire opportunity for someone when you're just like watching the same actor in every single Mm -hmm. avenue. And I think that's the problem and that's the the argument where it's like, I think it's fine if it was equal, but it's not equal Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times these people who are able-bodied, whether that is like physically or able in the sense of, you know, autism or gender or... Yeah. You know, looks, you know, like Emma Stone playing that one Hawaiian Asian oh, <laughs> actress. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yeah. well, now that person, that the Hawaiian Asian actress that could have played that role is not going to play the roles like La La Land mm-hmm. because that, th- those stories aren't written for them. Yeah. And because they're written for them, it should be played by them, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it'd be the same thing on the opposite end where if it was like a historical piece like Abraham Lincoln, but then you put a black actor in it. Yeah. Mm. People would be upset because it doesn't fit the storyline, but then you should be able to have people who, when the role is written for a black person, don't stick someone white in there. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, and we did see that with uh, colorblind casting with a show like Hamilton, where we had historically white figures now being played by 
black mix any any right. any other race or right. ethnicity I think back to a production that was done of Hairspray and it was an all white cast. Mm -hmm. And that's so ironic because part of the, the Hairspray storyline is like segregation Mm -hmm. and integration. And how do you portray that accurately? Why would you want to portray that with an all white cast? Like that makes no sense to Mm -hmm. me. The other thing that I wanted to touch base on with the Elliot page is in Elliot coming out as trans, again, there's this assumption that there will now be or soon to be a physical transformation. And Elliot could still present physically the exact same way that we've seen the past two seasons. Mm-hmm, there might mm-hmm. be no physical changes. It's just that IRL, he's now identifying as a man. Mm-hmm. And so there could be absolutely no change to how this character is portrayed on season three. Mm-hmm. But I, I support what you were saying with these like interchangeable abilities to play roles. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> Simple things that interfere a day, a week, a month, a year. We bring it up for a reason. Simply put the sins in Wait, I never updated. Remember last episode, oh, yeah. <laughs> we did a DM to the yeah. person? Well, long story You're married sh- now. <laughs> I wish. No, <laughs> that person never responded. Mm-hmm. I saw that he left it seen. Yeah. He left me on red. And then he had the audacity to look at my Instagram story over the past week <laughs> and act like I never messaged him. So that was lovely and a good feeling. And Just didn't send the message. It's like it never happened. That didn't affect my psyche at all. So that was perfect. <laughs> I love that journey for me. Um, yeah, I'm a confident independent woman. I don't need a man clearly because yeah, they're just trash. <laughs> <laughs> and also which I say that all jokingly is it a bummer? Yes. Was I hopeful? Yes. But I got shot down before. Rejection is like... Well, it's not over. You never know what can happen. Yeah, so. you're right. But I also am not going to sit here and wait for it to happen. Nor wait. am I going to... Huh? Just wait. No, I'm not going to wait. Thank you, but no thank you. Well, I mean, thank you, but come to me when you're ready. If not, it's not yeah. a big deal. And then secondly, I don't think we've said this, but this is our second to last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be taking a hiatus. Holiday hiatus. I don't know how long this Sounds holiday... like a Netflix original. <laughs> I don't know how long this holiday hiatus is going to last because the last time we took a holiday hiatus, we didn't come back till March. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was because I was also moving. Yeah. Like, we were like, let's just wait until everything's like settled. But honestly, I think the hiatus is probably going to be just as long. You think March? <laughs> Maybe not March, but it ain't going to be just the, just the new year. <laughs> we ain't going to come back in January. That's for sure. We could. We could, but we ain't. We ain't. Mm. What do you have for us this in season? So uh, I haven't talked about Netflix in a while, and I have to bring this up. <laughs> Netflix, the gym, actually, the view. Actually, not net, not Netflix. I found this on Hulu, but it's an FX show, mm-hmm. and it's called Mrs. America. Mm-hmm. The cast is absolutely stellar. It has Kate Blanchett, Rose Byrne, Uzo Aduba, Elizabeth Banks. Honestly, like the list goes on. But it's all about the feminist movement in the 1970s, which we've even still seen the effects of within the ERA uh, being ratified over the past few years in different states. Um, the ERA? The Equal Rights Amendment oh, okay. or Act. But it's it's a storytelling of historical figures of 
people and women who I honestly didn't even realize lived in the same time. Like that's how ignorant I was, but it's just an awesome piece of storytelling. Some of the icons that are portrayed are Phyllis Schlafly who read, who left, oh my gosh, who led the right wing conservative point of view in the seventies against the progressive feminist movement. Um, but then you had on the opposite side, like Gloria Steinem, uh, Shirley Chisholm, who was the first black woman and woman to run for president. Mm -hmm. Bella Abzug, uh, Betty Friedan. So all of these like big names in, in female history. Um, it's, so is this show like a period piece where it's just one segment of American history? Uh huh. Oh, okay. I didn't know and, if it was they, like major women throughout history and no, each episode no, no, no. kind of like went I from just, different time periods. I guess like ignorantly, I didn't realize how intertwined these women were within each other's lives, mm. but because they were part of such a big movement, they all couldn't help but be sort of categorized together at the time. But what I like about it is you've seen Milk, right? Mm -hmm. So you know how throughout Milk, they took actual footage and like news footage from that time when this was all when the storyline was unfolding that's sort of how this is done and then at the end of it to sort of update you on where the movement has come they start showing like the aocs and and oh. what's been playing out in congress now yeah. and, and how that has rolled over and i think from my understanding it's probably going to be a one season type of thing i think it was like more of like a mini series right because like nine episodes how much history if you're already to president like it's going to be right, fictitious yeah. at one point yeah. um but I, honestly, I recommend it. I think it's, if you're not into reading history books, I think it's a great way of at least a basic level because you can't take everything at fact value. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think it's just a, a great piece of storytelling that everyone should see. And as you can see- And like, it was up for, I think, almost 20 Emmy nominations. Oh, wow. Yeah. But like, as you can see, this year has been very volatile when it comes to social movements. Mm -hmm. And I think what we expect is everything to change immediately. Uh -huh. But as you see with women's rights, it's been years and years and years. And mm -hmm. yes, progress has been made. And yes, progress still needs to be made. But that's to say, like, when we want major change like this, it does take time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people forget, especially now in this day and age where, like, everything is so immediate, right? Like Amazon Prime, two-day shipping, yeah. or <laughs> yeah. you want to speak to someone, you just pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. And we're so used to getting instant gratification that we forget that things that are major, like social issues, do take time. Mm -hmm. And so I think we got to remember, like, yes, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yes, all those things happen. Trans rights, blah, 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 blah. But it does take time. Yeah. The, the show kind of takes you through a decade. Yeah. They obviously skip over major periods of time, but... It's it's all based around the ratification of the ERA. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I think I think the biggest thing to say is like grateful that we see the light mm -hmm. as a society and yeah. know a direction to go towards. And I think that should like honestly cement what twenty twenty was right yeah. was a year of reflection, mm -hmm. so that we know where to go, not necessarily a year of change. And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, great. I love that. I should yeah. watch that. I love shit like that. You should. It's really good. This week, I was really trying to think about what in-season was for me. Mentally, I've actually not been in a good place. Nothing worth worrying about. Mm. But I know where I'm at mentally, and it was not where I wanted to be. Mm. And so when that happens, usually I, it's like something that is not sitting right internally. And for me, I think... I think I've had this in season again, but this is the only thing that comes to mind when I try to think of an in season. I'm like, okay, is there a song that I like? No, that doesn't seem powerful enough. <laughs> is there a show? You know, whatever. Usually I like to keep it lighthearted, but this one for me is growth. I've had like a lot of dark thoughts this week. Um, nothing, again, to be alarmed about, but 
it's stuff where I'm like, yeah, I need some sort of like direction in my life. Mm. I was speaking with Chikara the other day because we were going on a bike ride and I started thinking about death. I think this is a deeper conversation that we need to have maybe next week. But death, again, didn't seem scary Mm. and it was comforting. And when it was comforting the first time, that's when I went into a depression. And it's starting to creep back that it's comforting again. The difference is I'm aware of it when mm-hmm. before I didn't know I was in a dark place until I was already a dark in yeah. a dark place. But now I'm like, oh, there's there's this like tipping point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm necessarily on the ledge of falling off, but I'm like walking up to the, the cliff and being mm-hmm. like, okay, what's down there? Yeah. And again, me saying this isn't to alarm anyone. I am aware of what's going on, but I just feel like at this point in my life, I'm supposed to receive a message somewhere mm. to make me feel like I can like soar in a different direction. I just haven't received that message. And I think that's where my mind is kind of like in this delicate balance of like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That might sound a little bit vague, but yeah. So in season for me this week is maybe finding that answer mm. and being open to whatever answers I need to receive. And yeah, just being open and trying to figure out and clear like have mental clarity so that I'm not getting distracted and just like filter out all this bullshit in my life and then really be open, be open to receiving messages that I internally feel like I need to receive. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, great. That's it. But next week is going to be our last episode. So bye forever. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We're Uh, saying we're signing off from a shitty year. (laughs) Not yet, but one more week and then we are, but As always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to give us a Christmas gift this year, (laughs) gift us by money. Or Hanukkah gift. Hanukkah gift. Or Kwanzaa gift. Kwanzaa gift. Money. Send money. (laughs) I love money. Yeah, he made me pay rent even though he didn't. So send me money. (laughs) Send it courtesy of Shane. Yeah. You want to drop your Venmo? It's the same as my Instagram account. I'll drop my Venmo too. Brian-Weaver-1. That was B-R-Y-A-N-W-E-A-V-E-R-1. The number one. Feel free to send me any money. I take all forms of money. Again, Brian-Weaver-1. <laughs> but as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, write in, subscribe, rate, listen, review, all of the above. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Fruit Snacks Pod. And if you want to email us, you can email us at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. And on that note, what? <laughs> Keep growing. Find your growth. Find yeah. your light. Also, on this quick outro, congratulations to our friend Justine. Oh, who yeah. Just booked a mini series on Lifetime Go with on, Mario bitch. Lopez. Yes. She is starring. Starring. Yeah. Mario Lopez and her are on the cover. Yeah. She's living her life. She yeah. don't listen to this podcast probably, but go <laughs> off, bitch. <laughs> go off, Justine. Yeah. Anyways, okay. That's that. Bye, guys. Bye.